0: Welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti. Uh, I get to host this uh, conversation about what it means to be a man uh, and really the journey, the path, and how to get there, right? Some steps you can take uh, to propel you from boyhood to manhood. Uh, We've been talking uh, for a while with uh, Gabe Boyd, a great guy that I get to work with, and uh, he has an incredible opportunity to take um, boys, specifically junior high boys, which is uh, a great opportunity. Uh, and train them to be men, and uh, and part of that process, uh, as he was uh, thinking through this, was kind of coming up with um, some principles, right? Some some guidelines, some some you know some some uh, some guide rails as you're you know as you're bowling, right? That you know you don't want it to go in the gutter. You want the ball to go down this you know straight and narrow, and and actually knock some pins down. So he came up with um, the five principles, and we've gone over four of the five, of them, yeah. right? So if you haven't listened to the first four, you need to listen to them, right? Because they were. Uh, men speak truth. Mm-hmm. Right? We dove into that. We talked about men serving others. right? We talked about men loving deeply. We talked about men enduring joyfully. That's right. Right. Um, and then now we're going to talk about the fifth one. What is it?
1: The fifth one, probably the, the biggest one. Like this is the anchor. This is the May, anchor. Maybe best for last is the right best it. way to say this. Right. Uh, it's, it's really the, the one that hinges um, all, all the other ones together. Uh, that if we get this one wrong, then the other ones are, are, are not worth our time. Uh, The fifth one is that men walk humbly with the Lord. Men walk humbly with the Lord, and and again, this is so important because all these other things that we've talked about are going to sound foreign uh, to to anybody else, right? Because the whole reason that we're having this conversation is to try to discredit the cultural mandates or the cultural expectations of what a man is or looks like or sounds like, right? That most of those things are described as whether it's through age uh, or ability or you know their power or, or their Money or their status, uh, the culture is happy to define what a man is, should we not take the truth of God's Word and define it for boys. So that's exactly what we're trying to do. And so this last one uh, coming straight out of Micah 6.8 is that uh, men walk humbly with the Lord. And it's just simply the idea that uh, we, we are spending time with the Lord. Uh, that we are not, I'll always say, you know, it's one thing to just kind of throw Jesus in your backpack when you come to school, right? And carry him around all day and then just take him out when you need him. But it's totally separate to actually let him lead you as you go, right? That we want to we get away from the fact that we just kind of pull him out and we use Jesus as we need him instead of just being guided by him constantly throughout our day. Uh, and so I, I've just got some notes here that that I usually try to make mention to the kids. Uh, and the the thing that I usually start off with is that it's really hard for us to be proud when we spend every morning with God. Ouch! Yeah, that takes care of your pride right there. Like like just spending proper time proper perspective, right? Spending time with the with the Creator of everything, yeah. the the Perfector of every, the Sovereign Lord over all. Is going to kill any pride, I think, that you could ever muster within your own self, right? Uh, and so I think it, it, in terms of, like, living this out, um, it's spend time with him. Like, every day be in his word. Uh, learn to hear from him so that you can then take what you're learning and then go live it out. Yeah.
0: So one of, one of the things that I talk about, um, you know, when we talk about the idea of what it means to be a man, right, um, <clears throat> I think about the uh, the story um, of uh, uh, Jesus uh, healing the uh, demon-possessed man, mm-hmm. right? He pulls up on shore. You got a you know demon-possessed man who's all chained up and everything, and and uh, and um, he goes over to him, and you know he, the demons talk to him and everything, and you know as Jesus cast out the demons into the pigs, right? Which mm-hmm. which is you know this should be a movie because this is like what? Yeah. You know, and the pigs run and you know jump off the cliff, right? The, the next verse says right that they that they turned and looked. And the man who was the demon-possessed man, it says he's now sitting, fully clothed, right? Right, where before he was he was naked and crazy. Right. It says he's now sitting, fully clothed and in his right mind. Yeah. That's literally the verse, right? <laughs> and it's it's cool because uh, J.C. Ryle, who's who's a great author, love J.C. Ryle. He's got a, a great book for young guys called Thoughts for Young Men. Kind of a hard one to read, but it's only like eighty pages. So anyway, um, but uh, J.C. Ryle says, um. That uh, that really, truly, you can't be a man, right, until you're in the right mind with God, hmm. right? And, until you've been converted, right. right? You don't have the right mind of what it means to be a man because before that, right, you're the center of the universe, right? right? And so, so what you say goes, right, and what your feelings are is what's driving the train and what's in your best interest, right, is the goal. Right. That's that's what it means. Right. If, if you have a life without God. And so when you surrender your life. Right. And, and say, hey, listen, I'm going to follow God. Right. He is now my guide. He is now my path. And you, you use the words. Right. Men walk humbly. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that idea of there's somebody else now that their goal is greater than yours. Right. Right. Their purpose for you is greater than your own self-interest. Right. And I think that the concept is, is you're truly not in your right mind. You're truly not a man until that particular event has happened. Once that particular event has happened, now you have to continue to, to walk that out every day. That's right? Right. You got to yeah. you got to literally use the word walk humbly. Right. You got to do this purposefully every day. Right. To truly be a man. It's not just an event that happened like for me when I was seven years old. Right. Right. Well, here's the deal. I, I was seven. I became a Christian. Right. I became a follower of Jesus Christ. Right. But I could have stayed there at age seven and now at age 50 and not had any maturity. Right. But it's the idea of walking humbly with the Lord from age seven to age 50. Forty three years of maturity in the Lord is the thing that you is your goal that you want to get to.
1: That's right. And it bleeds into all the other the, the other four kind of aspects that we've talked about right is that is that it's gonna be really hard for us to serve others if we're not walking with the Lord if we don't know how he served us how Jesus served uh, the disciples and the people because our interest is gonna be serving ourselves that's right Uh, same thing it's gonna be really hard for us to love deeply if we don't understand how much we've been loved or how to speak truth if we don't know truth uh, it's gonna be next to impossible for us to endure trials joyfully uh, if all we can see is the here and now and we don't see a bigger plan or somebody uh, with a greater plan uh, at work. Work in our lives, Um, but but it's so 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 this is this is really an interesting kind of one for us to hit, and even even your take on um, I'm not sure that you can call yourself a man should you not know Jesus should you not be walking humbly with the Lord I I I don't know that that I can call you a man right, and I've had a lot of people ask me this like, um, and I'll, I'll I'll tell them I don't think that you can be a man without acknowledging God as the creator of male and female, right? Right. Of man and woman. Okay. Um, I'm not, I think we have to go all the way back there and there's tons of great books about that. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on that, but I think, I think this recognition of what it means to be a man has got to come from knowing and loving Jesus, right? And walking with him. Um, and, and so, in fact, I was reading last night uh, and the only reason that I, I take such a strong stand with you on that, Dan, is, is that in, in first Samuel, um, I always try Try to reference this at some point when I'm talking to the boys mm-hmm. because it really does not get much more clear than this right here. Because in Second Samuel, it talks about the sons of Eli, okay? Right? Um, and so while it's not going to tell us exactly what we're saying here that hey, if you want to be a man, you need to know and love Jesus, but it does tell us exactly what a worthless man is, oh, right? And so good. in First Samuel, um It's crazy, but in verse 12, it says this. It says, Now the sons of Eli were worthless men. And so then usually I'll just stop right there and say, Hey, anybody out there just want to be known as a worthless man? Like if nothing else, that's why we're doing this podcast. This is why I'm involved in the programs and the discipleship that we are, right? It's because our desire is to not breed a new generation of worthless men. Nope. Don't need
0: them. Got plenty of them.
1: So so when the Bible speaks so strongly, like... Why are they worthless? Well, the next sentence, and still in verse 12 says, they did not know the Lord. Yep. Well, I don't know how much more clear they can be. Now, of course, he's going to continue to go through, and he's going to tell us why they were so, so worthless, that they were they didn't know the Lord, so they didn't fear the Lord, so they're stealing the sacrifices, right, to yeah. spend on themselves, right? Uh, they're fornicating with the women outside of the temple that was common with the other pagan practices. And so, obviously, they had no fear and respect for who God was, yeah. which made them, in turn, worthless men. Yeah. And so if you want to be a man, right— well, easy. Don't be a worthless one. <laughs> be one of character. Be one that who knows the Lord, who fears the Lord, who looks for ways to walk humbly with him. And just like you said earlier in one of our earlier podcasts, is it's the same call that David had on his life. It right. Is.
0: Right. So when David's talking to Solomon, he's like, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm about to die and I'm going to give you the charge to be a man. Right. The only thing he tells him is um, no study. Right. And put into practice the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, it's it's not that much you know more difficult than that. I, d- I don't need, you know, a thousand things to do. I need to know who God has created me to be. Right. That the call that he has given me. Right. And I need to pursue that with my life. Right. That that's that's the goal of what it means to be a man. And I think the concept is right. If you're doing something other than that, which is why I can't call you a man, right? You're not being used for the purpose of which you've been created. Right. Right. So, so for instance, right. Um, you know, I've got a, um, you know, a, a screw in my house that needs to be tightened. I can use a screwdriver, right. Or I could take like a knife and try to do it. Right. Right. And here's the thing. When I, when I take a knife and do it, right. I don't say, well, that knife is not a screwdriver. Mm-hmm. It's just a knife that's being misused right. <laughs> or you're right. used for some other purpose. And so the idea is when you give something a name, right. That name is, is there for the intended purpose of it. You can use it for other things. Men men can do other things than glorify God. Mm-hmm. But what they're created for was to glorify God, right. was to know him and to make him known. And so the the idea is if I say, hey, that's what a man is, it's because the creator who made men, right, has like written that on your description of here's what a man is. Mm-hmm. Right. He knows me and he makes me known. That's right. That's what a man is now. Could a person that you and I meet be a male and have a life, right, that doesn't glorify him? And the answer is yes. And we see plenty of them. Absolutely. Right? We see plenty of them that are self-centered. We see plenty of them that are not serving others. We see plenty of them that are not enduring joyfully, right, that are, you know, whining and screaming about the way the world is and not making it better. Right. And here's the thing. Right. That's a terrible place to be. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it is. It's a butter knife being used as a screwdriver. That's right. Right. It's just I'm sorry, but <laughs> somebody has not told you who you are and what you were made to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody has not spoken that truth into you and saying, hey, God has created you and designed you for an incredible purpose. Right. And you need to know what that is. Yeah. And that's why we go back to. Right. I think we it's funny. You know, this is our last one. It's our first one. It could be the first one. one. That's right. It's everything in between because none of them make sense without it. That's right. Right. But men walk humbly. Right. With the Lord. Right. And and, uh, now, did you use the word their Lord?
1: No, with the Lord, with the Lord. okay. because
0: I like their Lord. Right. Because one of the things I love about, you know, David is how he often. Right. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's not just that God is this impersonal being. Right. That, you know, I mean, set the world in motion and then let it go. Right. God is a personal being that desires to have a personal relationship with you. Right. And he's made that available through his son, Jesus Christ. And the concept is, is you can know him personally. Right. So you can you can walk with your Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. He's your God. He desires to know you. And that's that's why when you talk about, you know, the word humbly, that's why when you're walking with the Lord. Right. The only way to walk with him is to walk with him humbly. That's right. You know, when you know him and you know um, his plans and his purposes for you, it, it gives you a great purpose for your life, but it also puts you in a proper perspective, mm-hmm. right? And that's a, that's a humble place to be. So what do, you, what do you tell the boys how they can begin to put this into action? What, what's their plan for moving forward on this?
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing for them is just what I stated earlier was find, find time in your day every day to be with him. Right. That it's really hard to follow somebody that you don't know. Uh, It's really hard to follow. Because for a lot of people, uh, when it comes to like leadership and and people following you, they care far less about being right than if they just know you. Um, and so I think if you know the Lord, you know his heart for you, uh, then it comes, becomes very easy to follow after him uh, and trust him during the process, even in th- even when things get hard. Uh, and so finding time to be, to be with him. I, I think the other side of that is, is by, and we've made mention of this before, is, is finding other guys who are, who are walking with him, um, whether it be older men, younger men, it doesn't matter. Um, but find men who are doing it and ask them how they do that. Yeah. Like how do you trust God when things get hard? How do you how do you trust Him when you don't have the answers? Um, what are you doing to help help get through your day whenever just chaos seems to ensue at every corner? Um, and so uh, I, I think a lot of it is finding people to do it to do life with, um, and and do it all following the same God, right? Yep. That, that we we are together in this process. We we are we are. You know, we, we are a group. We are we are the church. We are together in all of this. OK, so
0: what do you what do you say to the guy? Right. Mm-hmm. We're talking to a college kid. Yeah. Right. And he's busy. He's got a thousand things to do. Yeah. Right. He's got to study. He's got to I mean, he's got to do college life. Right. Mm-hmm. We're talking to a young professional. Right. Yeah. You know, he's working 80 hours a week. I don't know. Trying to make it right. He, he tells you, I mean, that sounds great, but I don't have time for that. Yeah. Right, what do you, what do you say to him?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, <laughs> I think everybody's got time for it. I think it's all about how you designate your time, right? Oh. Uh, and, and and I didn't say like you've you've got to become a monk. Uh, that you've just got to section yourself off from everything that's going on in your life, right? right. I, I mean, I don't know that many of us do that, uh, but I, but a lot of it is just priorities, right? That if this is something, becoming a man is something that you truly desire because you understand that it's not just good for you and it's not just you being, being used to for the reasons that you were created, but it's actually what's best for all of civilization, right? It's best for your future wife. It's best for your future kids. It's best for uh, your business. It's Best for your school. It's best for everyone. Everyone around you uh, benefits by you living out the call to be a man, yep. right? And so uh, if your priority is that because you understand the scope of the importance of it, then I think finding 10, 15, 20 minutes a day um, to just be alone with him, to be, or, or just have, have conversations, spiritual based conversations with friends. Um, things that will continually sharpen you and make you a better man and make you understand more fully who God is and the part that he needs to play in, in leading your life. Yeah, I think
0: of Paul when he's writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy and he's talking about training for godliness, mm-hmm. right? He's like physical training is important,
1: right? I mean, here's the deal. right? You you want to be
0: able to play, you know, with your kids and, and get up and, and walk around and, and whatever, wherever you are um, being in the, Um, in in a sense, the best physical shape, right, that, that you can be, right, is important for you to do the things that God has given you to do, whatever those are. Right, but the the idea that, that Paul writes to Timothy is you know uh, we understand that to to get into that shape is going to take some physical training and that's important, right? But he's like, but training in godliness is not only important for this life but for the next, right? Right. So it's a, it's an eternal perspective of hey, this is you know super valuable, and and the, the you know the word that he uses right, gumnazo, is the same word that we get you know gymnasium from. So you get this idea that. Right. Training for godliness is, you know, has the same intensity that like a gymnast is, right? right? And I mentioned before that, you know, I used to live with six UT swimmers, yeah. right? They would swim six hours a day, right? And so the, the concept is, is what's important in your life you make time for. That's right. Right. You find time, you make time for those things that are important. And so if we're saying to you, you want to be a man, then you've got to make time, right, to train yourself to be a man. And the the most important principle, right, is finding time to spend with the Lord so that he can help you. He can help shape you and refine you. Right. He's the one doing the work into making you into a man. And if you're not spending time doing that, right, then all the other time that you're spending and you're investing in something, right, really isn't as valuable as you think it is. That's you, right. You've got to put the first things first. That's right. So that that's I think that's our our, our you know, our takeaway for this week. Right. If if uh, if we want men to walk humbly with their Lord, they need to get to know the Lord, that's They right. get to ne- need to get to know him personally. So we're going to you know, we're going to throw out right, quiet time. That's right. right? I know it's a, it's a word we use. and It's kind of that Christian yeah. phrase, but you really need to make time. Right. And it needs to be quiet because it needs to be intense. Right. It doesn't need to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't need to have music on while you're doing it. Right. You need to find time to spend with the Lord. Right. In the word. Right. studying God's word and saying, Lord, what does this mean? What does it mean to me? Right. And how do I put it into practice? Yeah. And I think that's that's our takeaway for this week. Right. Spend some time with the Lord this week. Um, get to know him better and make him known through your life. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training4manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.